It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Phil Castellini says the media is driving a false narrative, and you need to trust that he knows what he's doing. Jeff and I react. The Reds have named the starting rotation. Who's in and who's out? We've got you covered. And let's talk roster spots. We've got all that and more on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are live. First time, don't have to do it through a Zoom screen and look at you on a Zoom computer and all this other stuff. This is kind of fun. This is great. I love it. This is good. You are watching and listening to the Locked On Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So thanks for making us your first listen. On today's episode, we are going to talk about this starting rotation because it looks as though a prediction that we've been making for a little while is not going to come true about Nick Lodolo. We are going to talk about a roster that I think they said was pretty inflexible at the start of the offseason, and, well, it's still seeming pretty inflexible, so we'll get to that. But we've got to start first with the comments that have been made by Phil Castellini. And, and you know what makes me think? Because I also heard this news Steve, that uh, umpires are going to be mic'd up for replay reviews. What is more likely, the first thing that a umpire says from a replay review, Reds fans liking, or the fact that they liked what Phil Castellini said? Well, we've got a 50-50 shot of liking what the umpire (laughs) has to say. Uh, There's a 0% chance that anybody likes anything that Phil Castellini has to say. Listen, Phil Castellini has lost his mind. To come out and look into a camera and tell the Reds fans that they need to trust him? Trust him? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Listen, the the fact that he opened up by saying that the media is driving a false narrative really just sent me over the top. Listen, that was a direct shot at both ESPN 1530's Mo Egger and 700 WLW's Lance McAllister. Because those guys have been going on the air and calling it like it is. They've been going out there and telling the truth. And the Castellinis don't like the truth. In fact, how much do they not like the truth? Well, they haven't liked the truth since 2006 when they sent you and they sent me a letter that said they were going to bring championship baseball to Cincinnati. That's the farthest thing from the truth possible. Only thing that they've brought to Cincinnati is more money for their bank accounts. You know what I trust? I trust results. And we haven't really seen too many results in their tenure. I mean, you're talking about 2010, 2012, and they squeaked into the playoffs in 2013 and 2020. But they haven't had any success in the postseason. So trusting what exactly? And especially over the last seven, eight years, I haven't trusted anything. I mean, we're talking about pretty much they've shuffled the front office around a little bit. And under Dick Williams, it was significantly different. But it's kind of moved back to the way that it was where the front office takes its direction from the top and just kind of rolls with its marching orders. And they didn't quite do a really good job the last time they decided to tear down the roster. So what exactly are we supposed to trust here? And that is where I have trouble with this. And I think all Reds fans have trouble with this is where does he get the gall to get up there and stay and, and, and say it and say all that after making the trades that they have made that generally everyone who watches baseball thinks the Reds got fleeced on. Absolutely. And 
If you happen to be listening to the radio uh, on Mo Egger's show on Thursday, his opening segment, I think he hit the nail on the head. Trust is earned. Yeah. You have to earn that trust. And they've done absolutely nothing to earn that trust. Phil Castellini went on to say that uh, he has all the confidence in the world in Nick Kroll and the the front office staff that they have assembled over there. Of course he does. He's telling them what to do. He's telling them what to say. He's telling them how things are going to be. As long as you've got a guy that's paid to tell you yes, of course you're going to trust them in what they're doing. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Listen, this front office has not demonstrated any independent acting. Everything that Nick Crawl has done has been clearly dictated to him. Yeah. So, you know, do I think Nick Crawl's a bad guy or a bad GM or any of those things? I have no idea because I don't think he's been allowed to independently act yet. I don't think we know. Other than what we know is that Phil Castellini has asserted himself since the lockout. He seems to be in the driver's seat now for the Cincinnati Reds franchise. And I think this new direction that the front office is trying to implement, we've called it the Tampa Bay model. uh, It's not a bad idea, but they're not being transparent. And I think that's the, that's the thing that lacks the most. You can't ask for trust without transparency. I I, I think that is where, they lose it. They say that the media is driving a false narrative. No, no, we see what's going on. And, and we're saying, we're trying to tell the fans, look, this is what is going to happen because this is what they are doing. They don't have to tell you that they are going to be a playoff contender for you to know that they are not a playoff contender. I get it. I understand that they could catch lightning in a bottle, and I hope that they do. And I'm going to be rooting for it every step of the way. But don't sit there and tell me that after you've gotten rid of five all-star caliber players who at some point in their careers were in the all-star game and one gold glove catcher, and then you say, no, no, we're better off. We're better. Okay, financially you are. Mm, everything else, though, I don't think so much. Yep, the only thing better off in this whole equation is Bob's bank account. And listen, Castellini also said, that he believes that the Reds are going to be good and provide entertaining baseball for the fans. That is a far cry from bringing championship baseball (laughs) back to Cincinnati. Yeah, you you know what's entertaining about baseball? Baseball. Baseball. When you go to a baseball stadium, you sit and you enjoy a game. You enjoy maybe a beverage and a you know, a hot dog or you maybe can say fry nachos, box. It's all right. Some fry box. <laughs> Heck yeah. I really love if concession stands did uh, uh, some sort of ad sponsorship and it definitely should be fry box. But no, it, it, baseball in and of itself is entertaining. The fact that you have to tell us that the team is going to be entertaining means that you're trying to do whatever you can. This is this is what they call a spin zone here, Steve. Mm-hmm. They're trying to spin this story. If you're trying to spin a team, I think I remember what they were trying to do. I think it was 2017 and 2018 when they said that they were going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. And Scott Feldman started opening day. Uh, so <laughs> at least we don't have that. We do. There is a future and there's lots to be excited about about this team but the fact that ownership has to stand up and say no you're wrong and it's because we don't believe that what everybody's saying about us is true and that we're going to be a good team because we made these moves because we're going to be a good team we're going to be in the playoffs no and and you know what and and, and we've misspoke because we keep saying he's asking us to trust him he's asking for faith Mm Faith. That's true. That's really what he's asking for. Yeah, and and, and honestly, that's not a terrible uh, way to message things because we can't trust them. It mm-hmm. has to be faith. It has to be all right. Blind faith. Here we go. Reds. I love them. I do. I do. 
<laughs> Listen, here's the big takeaway, Jeff. Trust has to be earned. The Castellini family has done zero, nothing, nada to earn that trust. Nothing. And in fact, they issued a public declaration in 2006 that they have failed miserably to live up to. You want us to trust you, Phil? Stop blowing smoke and start keeping your promises. David Bell has begun to explain who will play where and how this cast of characters from the Island of Misfit Toys will be utilized for the Reds in the 2022 season. The Reds have named the arms that they think are strong enough to lead the starting rotation. And if you want to get stronger and get your diet right, and you and I both need to get our diet right after yesterday, <laughs> we need a Built Bar. You can head over to Built.com right now to get one of the healthiest snacks available to you. Uh, Built Bar is great to get you through uh, the final week of the March Madness basketball tournament and to keep you snacking healthy all through the 2022 baseball season. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It may be even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your diet. It makes it easier for you to be healthy uh, just because it tastes so good. You're going to want to eat it. It's uh, unlike any other protein bar, which can be chalky. It can be waxy. Uh, it can taste like you're taking a drink out of a bucket at a chemical spill. They're just no good. Uh, but not Built Bar. Built Bar is great. Uh, it's going to make you want to eat healthy. Uh, it's going to keep your diet from being boring and make you feel like you're missing out on all the things that you really do want to eat and, and giving up on your goals. Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. That's a, a game changer as far as, as staying on a diet goes. Uh, and it has so many uh, great health statistics. We're a baseball podcast. We love statistics. Jeff loves them. I love them. Listen to these. Built Bar is 130 calories, four grams of sugar. For you people on the keto diet, that's only four net carbs. And it is packed with 17 grams of protein, ladies and gentlemen, 17 grams of protein. They got great flavors like cherries, barcia, coconut brownie chunk, salted caramel, and there's like 50 different flavors of Built Bar scattered around the Locked on Reds home office here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Let me tell you, they are everywhere. If you want to fill your office with some great snacks, head over to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's going to give you 15% off your next order at Built Bar. Built Bar is amazing. I eat it. Jeff eats it. You should check it out. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. I think I'm feeling a coconut marshmallow puff bar here. I think right after this, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> Check out uh, the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast after you're done listening to us today. Lindsey Crosby will keep you informed on all of the action in the minor leagues as well as some college baseball as well. The Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms. Uh, also, make sure you are following us on Twitter. Uh, Jeff and I were on some adventures yesterday, and I was posting some pictures. If you missed that, head over to at S. Offenbaker. Give me, a, give me a follow over there. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. Uh, make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching us there now, thank you so much. Click that subscribe button. If you haven't done that yet and you're listening to our audio feed, go ahead, head over, click that subscribe button at YouTube because we've got a lot of great video features coming that will only be available there throughout the 2022 baseball season. All right, Jeff, the roster is taking shape on the, the position player side of things, and uh, it's not quite shaking out how we had anticipated. The injuries that have occurred out in Goodyear have really forced, I think, a changing of course with what the Reds were going to do. And we're going to end up with some guys on this active roster uh, that I didn't think would be there. And the Reds are going to actually have to get pretty creative to get those guys on the roster because the 40 man roster is full. And some of these players that they are now going to need 
are going to have to be added to the 40 man. Yeah, David Bell said yesterday that Brandon Jury is likely going to be the backup shortstop. Um, <clears throat> All yeah. of six starts. Yes, six, <laughs> six, six uh, starts ever. Six career games ever at shortstop for Brandon Drury. He got to camp 11 days ago. I mean, we're already talking about a short camp anyway, but he got there 11 days ago. And I get it. I understand. Yeah, Donovan Solano's hurt. Yeah, Jose Barrero's hurt. But that, for me, just really screams inflexibility. There's no flexibility in the roster. There was nobody close to the major league level in uh, Jose Torres or somebody like that, which is a bummer because I'm looking forward to seeing what Jose Torres, Matt McClain, I thought this would have been a nice spot for maybe Matt McClain, but, um, and, and of course, Ellie De La Cruz, who will be up here in a couple of years, he'll be in Dayton to start the year. That looks awesome. But all these guys are far enough away that they can't help the team. So they had to bring in a guy who has really never played shortstop that much. And okay, we're handing it to him and Kyle Farmer. He probably should have been the backup anyway. And, but Jose Barrero is going to be out. He's going to be out for at least a month. And this is the roster we have. We have come a long way from Davey Concepcion and Barry Larkin. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, we are as he, far away from those guys as we can possibly get. Man, where's listen, Zach Cozart at? Listen, I think the, the most <laughs> difficult thing of these injuries is the guys that you were counting on to fill these voids that could play multiple positions and move around and do a lot of different things and give David Bell that flexibility that he almost demands to have are the guys that got hurt. Solano could play multiple positions. He's out. Barrero, multiple positions, including the outfield. He's out. I mean, it just creates, it really creates a headache to try and get a, a roster that can run some of the platoons that absolutely have to be run because of guys that can't hit left-handed pitching. It's, 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 it's a real head scratcher. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, I tell you what, and this is something for me. I, I know we talk a lot about he gets his marching orders. Nick Crawl runs this as ownership wants him to run it. But I think part of this does fall on him. Why didn't he go out and get somebody who could be a little bit more flexible? I mean, maybe right now there's got to be somebody on the free agent market that's played more than six games at shortstop that you can go get, like for a non-roster invite or something like that. I, I, I just look at the moves that they have made, and you're talking about some of the other guys that they brought in. Drury, I didn't think was that – I didn't really think of Drury as anything other than, okay, well, he's roster depth during spring training. Exactly and now all of a sudden thought. he's going to break camp with the team? Yep. And I he's going to play. He's going to play. Yeah. He's going to be in there. I mean, he might not get the start on opening right. day, but he's going to play. And instead of a situation where we have Tucker Barnhart and Tyler Stevenson behind the plate, or even maybe, you know, Tucker Barnhart and Kirk Casale or something like that, maybe you could have had a nice backup catcher behind Tyler Stevenson. No, we're looking at two dudes who neither one of them have a career batting average over 218. And I get it. I've, I've been happy about Aramis Garcia and his performance this spring. I totally understand that that doesn't really mean a whole lot when you're talking about regular season baseball. He's got to hit regular season pitching, and he's got to match that level of intensity, and he has yet to do that in 193 career at-bats. So what do we know about these guys? Neither one of them are really that sexy of an option. And now you're talking about him. You're talking about, or you're talking about Drew. You're talking about a backup catcher between Andrew Knapp or Aramis Garcia. And if, and we'll talk about this more here in a little bit, but if Nick Lodola was to break camp, that's three non-roster players that you are going to have to find spots for on this 40-man roster. One of them seems obvious to me, but I don't know where the other ones come from. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's like this. 
The Reds are going to have to do something that's out of character for them in order to get these guys on the 40-man roster. Uh, you and I have talked about it for the weeks leading up to this, and I think it's officially time to say the Reds have to cut Shogo Akiyama this week. They have to do it. They have to create the spot. He's getting his $8 million either way. If, is that going to be $8 million to be the last guy off the bench and hit the ball straight into the ground? Or is it going to be $8 million to pack your bags and head back to Japan and go have a nice rest of your career over there? I hope that they cut him a check and send him on his way and tell him, thanks for trying. We appreciate you uh, taking a chance on Cincinnati. Uh, it's not working out. It's a bummer because when he came here, I really wanted it to work out. And I still kind of held out hope that maybe there was a way that he could figure things out this year. Because this is really the first normal year that he has had to have. Like, I mean, think about it. 2020, he comes over. We all know what happened on 2020. 2021, a tree falls on his wife during spring training. And he has to interrupt spring training to deal with that, which we all would. I mean, come on. It's family. That makes sense. But first year that he has a clean schedule and a clean, you know, bill of health and all this other stuff. But he's got to go. He, yeah, he that's just the does. only answer. I think the, the injuries and the roster that Nick Crawl has assembled with so many drastic righty-lefty split issues, uh, it's, it's forcing their hand. They have, they have to do this. And it, it's sad, but I, I think that's really the only move that makes sense as far as creating a, a spot on the 40-man. Because, you know, as you mentioned, you know, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment, never mind the pitching side of things with Nick Lodolo. To get those two players on the roster, moves are going to have to be made. Maybe you can find somebody that you can transfer onto the 60-day with one of these injuries, but it doesn't look like it. Solano's not going to be out that long. Barrero's not going to be out that long. So you're going to have to create spots some, some other way, and that's going to be by cutting people off the 40-man. And the current guys on the 40-man roster, just so everybody is aware, um, Kyle Farmer's obviously starting at shortstop, but he can't play every single day unless they just ask him to, and maybe he will. I mean, he's a gritty dude. Dude's got some strength, mm -hmm. too. So I'd, I could see that happening, but he's going to need an off day at least a couple of times, so you're going to have Brandon Drury playing. And then you look at Jonathan India. Well, he's playing second base, obviously. Joey Votto's not playing shortstop. Mike Moustakas isn't playing shortstop. Max Schrock, Colin Moran. Oh, God. None of those guys are playing shortstop. So... It's going to have to be Brandon Drury, I guess. And that means that you do have to make a move because you have to have him on the roster and you have to have a backup catcher. So these are not two things that, oh, well, maybe. And don't tell me Kyle Farmer can be backup, short, backup catcher. He's playing shortstop. He's not going to be backup anything else. So you have to make these two moves. And obviously one of them is Shogo. Maybe another one is is a pitcher or something like that. Maybe Justin Dunn going on the 60-day IL mm -hmm. will help that. but. Overall, this is a roster that has once again shown it's very inflexible and the reality is kind of daunting. And this is only after a few injuries. God forbid someone else gets hurt. It's going to not be pretty. No, it's not going to be pretty at all. I tell you what, though, when it comes to pitching, we, we kind of mentioned this. The Reds are betting on strong performances from four arms to start the season. And if you want to know what your what arms to bet on, check out Bet Online. Net. Speaking of arms to bet on, they've got a couple of over-unders, Steve, when you were talking about Luis Castillo and Mike Miner for the total number of wins for this year. Both mm -hmm. those guys are on the injured list, but they still figure to pretty much pitch most of the season, I would hope. Luis Castillo's over-under and wins is 10. Take the over. Mike Miner's over-under and wins is 8.5. Under all the way, baby. Yeah, I hate betting against Reds, but I think <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think he's getting 8. I don't yeah. think he's getting 9. He's I don't see it. definitely not getting 9. I don't see it. 8 might be the top spot. I really don't think he's going to be in the rotation the whole year. So yeah. I, I, I see a 9 wins is a big ask. 
That's a big ask for a dude that we're, I, I think we're in agreement on that one. And I tell you what, if you want to see more, you can check out betonline.net. They are your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. And it's not just baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. And I think that's the best I've ever delivered. That there one. you that go. Is, that's a good one. Yeah, that was good. <clears throat> Thanks again for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Make sure you are following the podcast. On all platforms, including YouTube, thanks for watching us right here. Make sure you're subscribed. We have got a jam-packed week coming up for you next week. You're not going to want to miss any of it. Lots of great guests as we head in to opening day. We're getting regular season baseball back, and I'm I can't so wait. ready. I'm so excited. Not wait. Well, I tell you what, though, to start the year, it's going to be interesting because we looked at this starting rotation as something that can still be a strength for the Reds, but with two key injuries to two key veteran starting pitchers for the Reds depends on how long they're going to be out, but you're really asking a lot of Tyler Malley, Rivar San Martin. I don't know that you're asking that much of Tyler. You're asking a lot out of Rivar San Martin and Hunter Green. Mm -hmm. I think Goody and Tyler Malley have had that experience to this point and they can, they're ready for this. I'm looking at those two dudes as, I mean, Rivar Samartin's still rookie eligible, so he's still a rook. Those two guys are rooks. And it's like, what are you going to get out of them? Because you were kind of pointing to this. Really, the first time that they're going to need a fifth starter is April 16th. That's right. If you look at what the Reds have said, they've said, you know, Tyler Malley's getting the opening day start in Atlanta. He's going to be followed by the guys you just mentioned, Sam Martin, Gutierrez, and Hunter Green will make his start uh, the final game of that Atlanta series. There's an off day after that, which would be your fifth starter, so you don't need him. They come back to Cincinnati to face the Guardians. Tyler Malley gets the home opener start as well, and then you run that four-man rotation again. That gets you to the weekend in Los Angeles, where on that Saturday is where you really are going to need a fifth starter. Now, here's what's interesting. Uh, David Bell has said, Charlie Goldsmith is reporting, that both Luis Castillo and Mike Miner are going to break camp with the team. They're going to Atlanta and traveling with the team. So what that tells me is they're both close. And I anticipate that by the time we reach April 16th, one of those two guys is going to be ready to make a start. Uh, hopefully it's Luis Castillo. I'm hoping he's the first one back uh, and kind of rounds out this rotation with a little bit of experience. But uh, I think what that means is that what we've been predicting with Nick Lodolo uh, is not going to happen. I feel like Nick's going to head to Louisville and uh, start the season with the bats. Which... It's bittersweet. It's it's bitter because I really wanted him to break camp with the team, and I'm, I'm looking forward to him pitching a bunch this year. He's still going to pitch a bunch this year. And actually, this opens up to your, your plan of a six-man rotation. Mm -hmm. If you can start that plan on April 16th, and you can really implement the idea of resting these guys and getting the young guys, you know, a, a decent amount of time between starts and things like that. I think that's really going to do wonders for this ball club as a whole, not to say anything about the rotation uh, singularly. So when you're looking at that, that is a very good thing to hear. We're going to see Lodolo. It's just not going to be that first time that they need a fifth starter. It's it's good to see, though. The, the reports were good on that. The reports were good on Lucas Sims as well. He's probably going to spend the absolute minority of the time, the minimum that he needs for the DL stint. So with all of that, it does make me wonder a little bit when Mike Miner comes back, who gets the ax between Rivar Martin and Hunter Green? 
I see. I don't talent. Think, it makes sense to me. But. I, I think you've got to include Gutierrez in this conversation yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, I think at that point, when you get back to having an abundance of arms, it's really going to be uh, what have you done for me lately? It's going to be the the hottest hands are probably going to get the ball, and uh, you know I'm. It's a surprise I think for San Martin to be in the rotation this early. Uh, you know, like you alluded to last week, uh, what we saw out of him at the end of last season was just kind of a taste. It was a little tease. Uh, we really don't know what we've got in him uh, because both of his starts were against the Pirates. So it's, it's, it's hard to tell. Uh, as far as Hunter Green goes, uh, I want to talk about him for just a second. Uh, in his last spring training out- outing. It was he, bad. It was bad. Oh, no. He got lit up. <sighs> That's going to happen. Listen, Hunter Green is going to strike people out. He's going to have great days. He's a rookie. He's going to have some bad days, too. That's going to happen as he continues to develop and continues to learn how to be a big league pitcher. Uh, as the hitters now, we're getting towards the end of spring training. The hitters are catching up. They're, they're getting their looks. They're getting their work in. They're going to start batting him around a little bit. He's going to have to learn to adjust. It's not, un- it's not unexpected. We, we, we know this is what's going to happen. So everybody, relax. Yes, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. And also take this into account. When you're talking about Hunter Green's first two regular season starts, one's going to be in Atlanta and one's going to be in L.A. Big ask. <laughs> big ask. Big this, ask. This isn't Rebar San Martin baking into the, the big leagues pitching against the Pirates. This is the top of the National League. That I mean, Dodgers lineup might be the best the best lineup one through nine ever assembled. Literally. Yeah. And, and, and we are saying that we love the Reds. We understand the big red machine. I'm telling you what, man. This, on paper, that is a pretty even fight. Yeah, I just said that. I'm saying it. It's okay, an even fight. All right. And they just made, right before we started recording, they just made a trade. They traded AJ Pollock for Craig Kimbrell. The team as a whole is just a behemoth. Like five closers. It's just a behemoth. It's and, ridiculous. And I get it. People like to use this as a reason why there needs to be a salary cap. No, other owners need to compete too. That's like, exactly right. The Dodgers are just like, you are not going to ding us for taking advantage of a system that you all just completely don't even you ignore. Basically, the fact that there's not, I don't know. I, I have no problem with the fact that the Dodgers are loading up. But, yeah, that's going to be an interesting stretch of first two starts for Hunter Green. Uh, but it just, it it sucks that Nick Lodolo is going to be the odd man out of the opening day it's, starting rotation. It's going to set up what we thought we were going to see. Listen, throughout the course of this season, we will see Nick Lodolo, as you're saying. Uh, we will probably see Graham Ashcraft somewhere along the yep. way. Uh, you know, Hunter, Nick- or uh, Brandon Williamson. As well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brandon Williamson. We've got all these arms, right? So Nick Crow gave an interview a couple days ago, and, you know, basically, you know, he says he said something that made sense. Uh, Yes, he said something that made sense. Um, He was talking about the fact that no team gets by with five arms. No team gets by with six arms. You need, you know, he basically was talking about the fact that you almost need rotation one and rotation two. And I get it that, you know, in, in this day of modern Major League Baseball and as much money as teams have invested in arms, they're not willing to risk guys going out there and, and pitching if there's even a little something wrong. So, you know, the Reds are kind of setting themselves up to be in a great position for that this year and many years to come and being able to adjust on the fly as injuries occur. So I think we're going to see all these young guys this year. It doesn't sound like Nick Lodolo going down is a, a service time manipulation. No. I think it's more about the 40-man roster. It's more about 
you know, putting the right pieces in the right places as they're dealing with these injuries. So I don't foresee service time games this year. I really think when they need a guy and there's a guy ready, they're going to bring him up as long as they can get him on the 40 man. And I'll give him some credit for finally not playing service service time games. But yeah, no, the, the rotation is going to need all of these dudes. I mean, you think of the 2012 Reds, that is the biggest outlier possible because you had all five starters make every start but one. Do you remember? the one guy who made the start that wasn't part of the five. Todd Redmond. Wow. Is that a real person? <laughs> yes, yes. That's a real person. I know that's a real person. All right. Well, listen, I think the big takeaway is Nick Lodolo's going to triple a, uh, we will see him somewhere along the way. And it's going to be interesting to watch this 40 man roster situation play out over the next few days and, and see exactly what the reds do. Uh, it's probably a good place to wrap up for today, Jeff. It's been great to record in person yes. and, and not through the computer screen. And, uh, listen, coming up next week, we have got a ton of stuff. For you, huge week. Listen, uh, it starts on Monday. Jeff and I are on location in Dayton. We're going to sit down with Dragons play by play man Tom Nichols. Then on Tuesday, it's going to be a gathering of all of the hosts in the National League Central from the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to talk about all of the teams in the division. We're going to talk about who's good and who's not. Gonna fight. We're going to fight a little bit. Probably probably not. That's not going to happen. Well, maybe. But it's going to be a great show. There's going to be a lot of good information. It's going to get you set for what we can expect from the National League Central in 2022. Uh, Then coming up on Wednesday, I'm going to sit down with uh, the television voice of the Cincinnati Reds and friend of the podcast, John Sadak. And then on Thursday, that's opening day, Jeff. The Reds will be in Atlanta and uh, we are going to sit down with the Locked On Braves host, Jake uh, Mastroani. And we're going to get you set for opening day. We're going to talk about what's going on and uh, really get a good primer out there for the season to get underway. So. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked on Reds podcast, either in the audio feed or on the YouTube channel, because you are not going to want to miss any of that. It's going to be a loaded week for sure. Thanks so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day. Now head over to the Locked on MLB pod, the Locked on MLB podcast. I can say, I, man, I can't do it. I just, I got through protein today and I can't say podcast now. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Go listen to Paul Francis Sullivan, but call him Sully. And uh, he's going to bring you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. That's the Locked On MLB podcast. Just like the Locked On Reds podcast, it's free and available on all platforms. Jeff, the off season is nearly over. We are live and in living color. And what can the folks expect from us moving forward? We are Locked On Reds every single day. (laughs) See you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.